Blog Talk Radio. and you're listening to Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, How to Use Local Competitors to Your Advantage. And for one thing, what small businesses can learn from that competition. Choosing to start a business is what seems like a, a crowded market. can be daunting. How can you, your little startup possibly stand out against the businesses who, who've been around for several years. Well, my partner and I started our local hauling and junk removal business, Time Now Hauling, in June 2020, after some creative fundraising. Here in San Diego, there are at least three additional junk removal franchises, the 800 Gut Junk or Junk King and J Dog, several other large scale companies, as well as countless unaffiliated haulers. Even in this crowded market, we've grown very quickly and established a loyal customer base in just six months. We haven't reinvented the wheel and we're not doing anything particularly unique. Instead, our success came from studying our competition and figuring out what they do well and what they do poorly and applying the best practices to our own business by learning from the mistakes of others. We set ourselves up to provide Top tier service, even as we were booking our first customers. So, as you scale your small business marketing, take a look at the four ways to use marketing automation to grow your business. Now, when you're looking at building a business, always remember this you always need to know what your competition is doing, and you need to know where there are holes that people aren't being met that you can fulfill, because it doesn't matter who your competition is, there's always opportunity. All you have to do is really look for it. Conducting local market research before you invest a bunch of hard-earned cash into your dream business, you should have a firm idea of what your market looks like and where you should, you're going to be positioned. Start by compiling a list of who is bigger than you, who might be your peer, and who would be smaller than you. 
then gather some information about the other businesses. You don't need to get lost in the details. Just answer some basic questions. How long has this business been around? How many employees do they have? How many locations do they have? Are they national or strictly local? How are they advertising? How many customers do they get in a day, a week, or a month? If selling a product, how do they manufacture them? What are their manufacturing costs? If selling a service, what kind of equipment do they have? What are their costs of acquisition? Remember, these are some things to look at if you're looking at a local business. But if you're looking at an online business, then you need to take these similar questions and actually apply them globally because this opportunity, no matter where you're at, all you have to do is look at it and research it and know exactly what's going on. Remember this, if you have a business plan, that business plan will also help you be your guide because it will help you understand exactly what it is that you're looking at. Getting exact answers to these questions is probably going to be impossible, but getting in the ballpark is good enough to start. I've even found that one of the best strategies was simply calling competitors and asking. When we were still thinking about what business to start, my partner randomly met the guy who runs one of the local junk hall franchises. It was just a generic summer Tuesday, and the business owner said they had 17 junk halls that day. And now the company said on their, business, on their busiest day, they get 50 phone calls. We called another few companies and figured out how busy they were on an average day. Roughly how many employees they had and a basic pricing structure. That was enough to get us going. But if you're not sure how to price your products or service, here are some tips from another small business owner on how to create pricing structure for your business. Analyzing your competitor's offering. It's always good to look at your competitors because you never know what's going to happen and you never know what your competition is going to be thinking of or how they're working their business. Now, here are some other tips to think about. When, now, this is talking about opening up a physical location. And physical locations also need to look at when they open up their business, they have to have overhead because they have no idea whether or not they're going to be able to cover their basic expenses like electricity or phone bill or whatever else until they get some business. 
So often think about those things. And remember, you have the opportunity to create business online just as well. But the competition may be stiffer, but there's always a niche group of people who need your services who aren't being reached by your competitors. So understanding that, understanding where your niche fits in and how you can take all of that and pull it all together. So having a clear picture of your competition uh, field is useful, even if you don't do anything else. But to dig a little deeper, pick a couple of businesses for exact level, large national chains, and small local only, and develop a better understanding of the services or products that they offer. Figuring out their core competency is key here. Now you'll start to answer the following questions. Among others, what is your main offering? What do they charge for their main offering? How quickly can they offer service? What are their upsells to drive additional revenue? What equipment is needed for their main offering versus their upsells? Are you capable of delivering a similar quality service or product? What upsells can you emulate? What? can you offer that they can't? You may want to start a cleaning company, but commercial and residential cleaners are going to have vastly different main offerings. Driving into what exactly each type of cleaning company does, why they do it, and how they do it will give you a detailed idea of where exactly you can fit in. What you may find is that one or even a few companies are absolutely crushing it, but that doesn't mean you have no room to start. For example, as a consumer, you know that people in need of a service tend to go with whoever responds to them quickest. So if the big players in your area are booked up. You can offer same-day appointments and start to build your customer base that way. This is what I did, and, I, and it worked great. In our local research, we also noticed that all of the major junk haul companies have the same style of dump truck. These trucks cost about $40,000 used and are ultimately just a big empty space to put stuff in. So not having $40,000 to our disposal, we bought a truck and a trailer for about $7,000 total off Craigslist. It accomplishes the same task and we provide service that matches our high bankroll competition since day one. See, you can 
always be adaptive. All you need to do is understand how to be competitive. Now, if you're doing a business online, you really need to understand digital marketing. And remember this, if you're a solopreneur and you have a business, do what you really love to do and basically you can go on Fiverr or you can go on Upwork or you can go on some other sites. But if like if you need someone to help you with marketing, then look for someone else that that's their niche and their specialty. Let them do what it is that you want them to do. And then figure out how to make it all work. Because if you can make it work, online, then it will be far easier for you to take and, and pull it all together. So think about what it is that you're looking for and look at how you can take your business to the next level and really grow it. So think about all of those things and be prepared. Identify competitors' advertising. Now, you know your competitors pretty well. The next step is to determine if they're advertising to whom and know how to pull it together. That will help you figure out what what and who your advertising customer base is and where you can stand out in comparison to your competition. And always, always make sure you know exactly what you're doing. That will help you figure out who your customer base is and maybe where you can stand out in the short term, where your small business can immediately make a splash in or is with a small sale, low-tech efforts to get the word out in your immediate area. You'll probably feel silly posting flyers on telephone poles in your area. I know I did, but our first $5,000 in revenue was driven almost exclusively by flyers and word-of-mouth referrals from customers who saw them. People really do care about supporting local business and building a strong community presence will do wonders for your local reputation. Starting small doesn't mean staying small. Here's a look at how small-scale marketing can help your growing business. Another example, a year ago, Little League sponsorship with banners, with two fields and advertising in the local newsletter cost $750. Those banners and prints represent hundreds of families seeing our company logo and phone number every week while we've since started running Google and Facebook ads 
with an allocated advertising budget, we never ever would have gotten there without the smaller scale marketing first. So always remember, look at your budget, look at where you can start, look at how you can take and grow from there. But always be aware that there are opportunities out there if you just look and pay attention. Play the role of the customer. You want to get to know your competitor's customer experience. How do you do that? Become a customer. If they have a physical location, visit it. See how it feels, what you like and dislike about it, and whether the staff are helpful or not. Take note of which companies are particularly easy to work with and which companies are a bit of a headache. When you're building your customer service systems and practices, you'll easily be able to replicate the things that you liked best and avoid the things that were painful. For starters, I would bet half or less than of your local service businesses actually answer the phone when called. Of those, leave a message and take note of who actually calls back. Do they sound courteous and professional or do they answer with a grunt? Who is busy and who isn't? Could you get service today if you needed it? How far out are they? How easy is it to schedule an appointment? Book the free estimate or cheap service and see if they show up on time and interact well. It's easy for a long-standing business to get complacent with customer service, especially if they feel like they dominate a market. This is one of the absolute best ways that a new business will stand out in a market with lots of competitors. If you, if you read the Google reviews of my company, you'll notice that many of them focus on customer service. To get that level of service, we did exactly what I've described here, putting our competitors' best practices in place and making sure to avoid practices we found annoying. So customer service isn't a one-time thing. So here's how to be sure to give your customers a consistent experience. Remember this, people will recommend you if you offer good customer service. That is the most important part of business today. The problem is that you find, like they said, so many companies do get complacent about customer service. Or well, if they don't get complacent, they don't hire the right people and they don't investigate them to find out if they can be bonded or not. So there are a lot of pitfalls, but there's also a lot of up, upswings. You just need to know who and what you're dealing with. And in order to do that, 
the best thing you can do is look at all of the things that you need. And remember this much. If you have a physical location, you need a website, and you need to be able to get good reviews. And use Google Business, because if you can use them and get reviews on them, then you will have the opportunity to do some of the things that can help you grow a business on your any what you also need to be aware of if you have a physical store you definitely need an online presence because if you don't have an online presence today you're actually leaving money on the table and look at it this way people will always do reviews so if you understand that if you have to have a review it's important that you get a good review so make sure that you get some of the best customer service and when you do so then you will be setting yourself up to help yourself grow that business on a regular regular basis and think about all of the things that you can possibly do that can help you with growing your business today and here's the thing local website best practices get and go see who ranks on the first page of Google of your target keywords and check out the, their websites. How easy are they to navigate? How professional do they look? It's online booking, purchasing, easy. Is pricing straightforward and obvious? If your competitor's website have identified weaknesses, it'll be much easier to appear on Google quickly. More likely, though, you'll find that they're pretty well built so that the more valuable practice here is picking the best part of each company's website and implementing it into your own site. We borrow almost all of our site structure from our competition. Like everything else, we picked out what clients of different sites we liked best and what we didn't like and we applied it to our site we're not ranking on page one of google yet our site is still pretty new and it takes a while to climb the rankings but do when we but we do outperform in several of our competitors so recognizing this recognizing where you're at, recognizing how you can pull together and build a very successful business, even locally, can help you to actually look at and grow some of the things that can take your business to where 
you're looking for it to be. And look at it this way. Growing a business depends on how you present yourself. Now, I'm going to tell you, you've got WordPress that you can build a website on, but here's the thing. With with WordPress, if you want to be able to use some of their plugins, like checkout or whatever, you have to add that in. So if you need to do email marketing, you have to add that in. So if you're looking for a platform that offers you a complete digital marketing system where you can create your sales funnels, where you can have a booking app, where you can link your autoresponders to your, to your website, you can have a, a great super checkout, then you need to look for a platform which I'm going to tell you is e-business for us or otherwise known as Builderall because their system is set up that you have all the tools right there for one low price. And if you need training or you want to hire someone like a virtual assistant to do and work your business for you, then you can, you can set them up as a team player and have them log in to your back office and only give them access to those tools that can help them with marketing your business and growing your business. Now, if you are looking for opportunities, and think about it, if you want to create a full agency or you're looking at offering services to other people, one of the things that I found is that you can go on certain sites, you can find some of the best help, and you can actually see things that can help you to build your online marketing. So remember, a, a website today is an important part of your business. And recognizing that is going to help you be able to market. And even if you, the thing is, even if you have a local business, you really want to be able to have a website. Because before I even go and, and, and purchase something, I'm going to comparison shop online. And when I do comparison shopping, what am I looking for? I'm off looking for reviews of products. I'm looking for the prices. I'm looking at the location, looking for various things that can help me to build that business successfully. But what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go over some of the questions that you need to look at when you are setting up your business and trying to figure out exactly what it is that you're looking to get into. If you are looking at a specific industry and you really don't quite understand exactly what niche you fit into or where things are open that are people are being underserved, then look at these questions. What is the main offering? 
do they charge for their offering? How quickly can they offer service? What are their upsells and to drive additional revenue? Because remember this, if you're using a, if you have an online business and you're using a sales funnel, you have to have an ebook or a product that you're giving away just to get someone's name and email. And it has to be a, a product or service that can help them. Then you need to offer an upsell or a downsell. That if they don't want one, let them do something. And always remember, you're doing a one-time offer. That if they don't get it for that price today, the price afterwards goes up to its regular price and they do not get that offer again. If you recognize and understand how business is being done and do your due diligence, many people want to go into business for themselves, but they don't do their due diligence first. And that is exactly what we're trying to teach you here in today's podcast. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. And you can sign up for either individual or group coaching. And I have, you can go to my website, askdavidashinsky.com, and you can take some courses on how to start a home-based business and use, whether it be white labeling or 